0: Welcome to the Inside Electronics Podcast, an Endeavor business media production. This podcast brings you the latest in technology, trends, and issues for the embedded electronics engineering community with your host, Alex Paul. Hi, and uh, welcome to another episode of Inside Electronics. I'm your host, Alex Palt, and today we're talking with Rob King. He's Technical Sales and Product Development Manager over at Pickering, and we're going to be talking about Reed Relays. How's it going, Rob?
1: Yeah, good. Yeah. Very good, very
0: good. Well, you know, Rob, the funny thing is, is that when people think of reed relays, they're almost an antique technology in one sense, if you think about it. Very basic technology, very straightforward technology. You know, What are your thoughts on that whole aspect of that it's a very legacy, I won't say old, but the fact that reed relays have been around
1: since electronics? Yeah, I mean, in in its essence, um, reed relays are a simple design, you know, simple construction, but they're able to offer a solution that other technologies aren't able to so it, you know it in in switching terms you know reed relays are able to offer you know a switch um, and that physical break that you may not be able to get with say electromechanical relays or solid state relays because the reed the reed relay the reed switch is sealed within hermetically hermetic glass so, you, you know, you don't get the tarnish you need to do with um, electromechanical relays, for instance, and you don't get leakage that you get with, say, solid-state relays because semiconductors. So you're able to offer isolation that you can't with other technologies.
0: I've mostly seen reed relays in um, simple magnetic switch sensing applications, but something tells me that what you've developed here is a little bit more sophisticated than that. Can you talk a little bit about the traditional roles and how you've migrated into more advanced applications
1: you know what, we, what we're doing at pickering is that we're able to offer a wide range of solutions so it's a lot of a lot of manufacturers maybe offering 10 different designs we're offering a thousand different designs and not only in our catalog but as special models as well so we're able to completely customize the products we're offering for you know certain applications high voltage you know we may have a three kv relay but we're able to offer it four kv for instance so and other other manufacturers may not be able to offer that
0: when you talk about those power levels and the like we're not just talking about simple magnetic sensing applications
1: no 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 it's um it's all, it's all sorts So, high voltage um you know we've got rf solutions general switching um we were able to offer relays for batteries um, you know we've got parts with huge coil resistance so power saving for instance so yeah a wide range of different products How do you trigger these relays? So the relays are operated by a coil so electromechanical coil so you, yeah basically applying, applying a voltage to the, the coil and it's the current flowing through the core winding to operate the reed switch. It creates the magnetic field that creates it creates the magnetic field that operates the reed switch. And the reed switch is made of nickel iron, so it's a ferrous material. So it's that magnetic field that creates that traction to for the switch blades to come together.
0: Well, you know, in a lot of high-voltage systems, there could be parasitic magnetic fields and the like. How do you address those parasitic magnetic fields within an electronic system?
1: By reducing interaction between relays, for instance. So you've got, you know, if you've got lots of relays stacked together, then we use new um, metal shielding, basically, to stop the other relays from interacting. So that's how we stop that, yeah.
0: So obviously the design of the system goes into it as well because the the more cleanly the design is laid out, the less parasitics you have to worry about to begin with, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So I mean, because we're trying to maximize density, you know, we, we need them things, you know, need to be considered because you mean maybe stacking a thousand relays on a board, so yeah. When you talk about
0: Medical equipment, right? What would be a, a, an application within medical
1: equipment that your relay would be optimum for? Yeah, we've just released an application guide uh, for relays used in medical equipment. And one of those uh, typical uses is in defibrillators. So su- it's a way of charging up the capacitor through the high-voltage circuit. So you need the standoff to actually charge the capacitor. And then there's another switch that releases that charge by the the, the, the paddles, basically, to provide that high-energy uh, input to you know, start start a, a patient's heart, basically.
0: What would be the advantages of using uh, your high-voltage relay instead of, say, for example, a legacy
1: mechanic, electromechanical relay solution? One... Good thing about using a reed relay over electrical mechanical relays is because to actually achieve the high voltage, you need large standoffs So on electrical mechanical relays, you need you basically need a massive relay to actually stand off between the contacts. But on a reed on a reed relay and the reed switch, it's sealed within a vacuum. So you're actually able to use a much smaller device, so much smaller read relay compared to a uh, electromechanical relay. That's rated for the same voltage. Rated for the same voltage, but a reduction in size because the switch is in, yeah, the switch contacts are in a glass tube in a vacuum.
0: Are there any other applications that you feel are well suited more than other legacy solutions for whichever application, vertical application? Can you give us another one?
1: I mean, defibrillators is the main one, um, but we've. We've had customers use relays in um, mining gas analysis. We've produced for um, the safety systems on high voltage, basically, so they need to basically switch a couple of thousand volts but they need the standoff capability as well, so up to 5 kV. And so that's where the advantage is there with the reed relay. Exactly. It's the same thing again, because when when you're adding relays into, like, mining applications, for instance, you know, these are going into areas which need to be, you know, highly protected. So having the actual contacts sealed within a glass tube, it protects the contacts, whereas an electromechanical relay, you have the trouble with oxidization of the contacts and, you know... customers aren't willing to actually put those relays down into like say mining applications
0: well and then when you think about it that reed relay being isolated the way it is gives you an advantage in say for example explosive environments over i mean because if you, if you had to seal a mechanical relay it makes it even larger
1: yeah exactly i mean i mean some of the largest like electromechanical relays you, you you know they're probably 10 times the size and also 10 times the cost
0: the isolation in explosive atmospheres that's icing on the cake for the device i imagine
1: yeah, exactly. You know, it's just protecting the contacts, reduce size, reduce cost. Is you know just a few of the benefits. Why
0: don't you describe the family to us real quick? You know, what what the vo- what voltages are available, package sizes. Just I mean, just a, a rough overview. You don't have to give us chapter
1: and verse on it. If, we, if our our smallest relays, for instance, are four millimeters, so it's four millimeters squared. So you're able to stack huge amounts of relays on a single card, and that'll go upwards to a 50, 50 millimetre relay in size, which is using the much high voltage relays. The smaller ones we're switching 200 volts, one amp, up to around 20 watts. Whereas on the larger parts, you're switching up to 12 and a half kV. 3 amps up to 50 watts, and some up to 200 watts. Wow, well that's a lot of power. We also offer uh, different, different contact configurations, for instance. So we do the, the normally open, the normally closed, uh, the changeovers, and we're able to offer, say, uh, a changeover relay up to 200 watts, which is like the highest spec for a read relay changeover. So we, in, offer that as a unique part. Very cool. Now, Rob, do you have any uh, final thoughts for our audience before I let you go today? Um, Only our newest release, which is our 219 higher voltage uh, surface mount part. So it's based off our existing 119 series. uh, And these parts can switch 1 kV, 0.7 amps, up to 10 watts. Our existing 119 is our through-hole, whereas we've now migrated that to a surface mount. So, you know, it's it's for customers that would like to use pick-and-place and like to have the relays on a tape and real system. Very cool. Well, hey, thank you so much, Rob, for giving us the time today to chat about
0: this because you've got to empower embedded electronics, right? Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside Electronics, the podcast on the embedded engineering community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Check out the next episode in two weeks, where our host Alex Paul will bring you the latest news, trends, and personalities from the electronic design community.